0: Okay, we're going to go ahead and start, starting here. We're in Revelation 22, and I will say we're going to finish the book today, God willing. Revelation chapter 22. I'm going to take the time to read through it. We'll pray and we'll, we'll, we'll break it down, unpack it. How's that? And he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. In the midst of the street of it, and on either side of the river was there the tree of life which bare twelve manner of fruit and yields her fruit every month and the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations and there shall be no more curse but the throne of god and of the lamb shall be in it and his servants shall serve him and they shall see his face and his name shall be in their foreheads and there shall be no night there shall be no night there and there shall they shall need no candle, need a light of the sun, for the Lord God giveth them light, and they shall reign forever and ever. And he saith unto me, These sayings are faithful and true, and the Lord God of the holy prophets sent his angel to show unto his servants the things which must shortly be done. Behold, I come quickly. Blessed is he that keepeth the sayings of the prophecy of this book. And I, John, saw these things and heard them. And when I had heard and seen, I fell down to worship before the feet of the angel which showed me these things. Then saith the enemy, See thou, do it not. For I am thy fellow servant, and of thy brethren, the prophets, and of them which keep the sayings of this book. Worship God. And he saith unto me, Seal not the say, uh, sayings of the prophecy of this book, for the time is at hand. He that is unjust, let him be unjust still. He that is filthy, let him be filthy still. And he that is righteous, let him be righteous still. And he that is holy, let him be holy still. And behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me, to give every man according to his work shall be. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Blessed are they that do his commandments, that they may have right to the Tree of Life, and may enter in through the gates into the city. For without are dogs, and sorcerers, and whoremongers. And murderers, and idolaters, and whose, who? I'm sorry, whosoever loveth and maketh a lie, I Jesus have sent mine angel to testify unto these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David, and the bright and morning star. And the Spirit and the Bride say, Come, and let him that heareth say, Come, and let him that is athirst come. And whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. For I testify unto every man that heareth the the words of the prophecy of this book. If any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. If any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of the holy city and from the things that are written in this book. He which testify these things saith, Surely I come quickly. Amen." Even so, come, Lord Jesus. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. Father, I pray as we look into your word, you'll illumine, you'll give us understanding, insight. And Lord, you would speak to our hearts and tell us the things that would bless us, the things that you want us to know. Challenge us, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. He showed me a pr- pure river of water. Now we're talking about, let's go back to chapter 21, Verse 1, I saw a new heaven and new earth, first heaven and the first earth were passed away and there was no more sea. Everything you know, earmarked for destructions, we're very fond of saying. And I, John, saw the holy city, new Jerusalem coming down from God out of heaven. Uh, incredible in beauty. Well, prepared as a bride, adorned for her husband. Stunning is what uh, John's trying to get the uh, his uh, mind around, trying to, you know, share with us what it looked like. So this is a continuation of that. So we're in any, you know, we looked at the walls of the gates of Pearl, we looked at the streets of gold, we looked at the foundations, all that. It's all enumerated for us in chapter 21. And then in chapter 22, we're continuing, he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as Crystal. Proceeding out of the throne and out of at uh, uh, the throne of God and of the Lamb R- reminds us of uh, Ezekiel the, the the you know in the in the millennial kingdom in the temple, there will be water coming out from under the altar and it will go towards the Dead Sea and towards the Mediterranean Sea. You remember that we looked at that in the past and we 've looked at it in our Wednesday night studies here that 's all done away with remember there 's no more. Chapter 21, there was no more sea. In the end of the verse, the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. So there's no more water of any type, right? No, that's not what it's saying. It's saying there's no more ocean, but there is a river of life. And I would probably suspect there were lakes and rivers and things and streams, but I don't know all that. But there is a, water, uh, a river of life, right? In the midst of the street of it, on either side of the river, there's a tree of life. Now, how, Adam, how does a tree grow on both sides of a river? I have no idea. Okay. Uh, you know, I kind of picture it in my mind. You know, they used to have that back when they used to do things like cut holes in trees and have people drive. them. B- b- great big sequoias that are like 14 feet across and they cut a, you know, a whole and people used to draw and i'm i'm picturing the, you know this like big tree that grows it's so big it, it's like the roots over here and roots over here and there's a river right through it i, I, I don't know right i think it'll be beautiful and breathtaking because everything that god makes is everything god makes that's outside of the curse is so what i'm reading and what you're reading and we have this this street right and and on either side of the river there's a tree of life and the tree of life bear twelve manners of fruit, twelve manner of fruits, I should say, and yield her fruit every month. How do you have a tree that has different fruit on it? This is like the fruit of the month club par excellence. It's like you know. So what do you like? Well, I don't like bananas. Well, hang on, papaya's coming up next month. It'll be great. And I have a, and, and these are like, what do you think? It's fruit that we already know about, or is it fruit that we've never seen before? I don't know. I know God. You know I, I've said this before. What are taste buds for? That's kind of like one of those Cadillac kind of things, isn't it? Like, thanks, Lord, I appreciate so much taste buds. And then He gave us garlic and onions, and He gave us, you know, what? What? What is your flavor that you love so much? And and <laughs> and here He gives us these flavors and. Thank you, Lord. I've said this before, you know, a cow's a big animal. It eats grass. I wonder if cows are like do cows have taste buds? It's like cows saying, like, hey, come over here, Fred, the grass over here is amazing. Like you know, they just eat grass all day and they're like, But we have taste buds. And we have spice rack. (sighs) He's a good God. And so I have an idea that whatever this fruit is, I don't like fruit, you will. You know what I mean? What do you think? It would be miserable eternally? God doesn't know how to. I always say this. In this fallen, cursed world, God knows how to bless me. When the curse is removed, and it will be, we'll see that next verse, he knows how to bless me. 12 man or fruit and it yields its fruit every month. So you got to like be there when it yields its fruit and you're going to be elbowing people, you know, going to be now this everything God does is plenty and he his blessings are more than you can take up. You remember this what do we got 2 to 3 million people in the wilderness coming out of uh Egypt going to the promised land and it rains down and so like, you know, Moses blows whistles, and yells go, and everyone runs out there. and go. No, there's plenty for everybody. Of course. That's the way God always does it. Right? And the leaves of the tree were for the healings of the nation. How do, why do nations need to be healed? Why does I mean, if you don't eat the leaves um, or boil them down to some medicinal tea or something, you're going to get sick in the king. I don't Listen, I don't know, but it's just, the word, by the way, healing, it means therapy. Is this one of the uh, ways that we're, because you got to remember, we're physical now. We're physically resurrected, we're not spirit, we're physical beings that will live forever and ever in this body. You get like super, super old. There's no night there, there's no days, there's no time. We're living outside of time, you don't get old. All that for another, but somehow, some way, that we have a, a a tree that has leaves, and the leaves are for the healing of the nations. There shall be no more curse. I'm looking forward to that, and all the effects. Say, what is a, a symbol of curse? Well, thorns, remember? Weeds. Garden's getting away from me, I'm working too much. So I went out the other night, and I got some... Um, wood pellets delivered, so i would taken a ton of wood pellets from outside and put them inside the garage, and you know, stacking them all up. And she thought she, I was going out to the garden, so she come out, and give me a hand. And so I started doing that, and she started pulling the weed. She got wheelbarrows full. Just like it's not that big a garden. It's just like oh, amazing. Just uh, uh, you know, it just who did that? I Didn't plant weeds. They're all there. Imagine having a garden never having to weed it again. That's wonderful, but the effects of the curse are this. Look at, uh, ba- basically the news. In this eternal Jerusalem, in this, in this new earth, new heavens and new earth, is there going to be such a place as Afghanistan? Will uh, Marines be, and service people be killed? Will there be Taliban? Will there be armies fighting, uh, ideological uh, wars fighting for power for control will there be on all the things that go with that no no in the kingdom in the, before this remember Jesus he took they they're going to turn their spears into pruning hooks their swords into plowshares neither shall they learn war anymore when god has it his way war is a thing of the past I, i'm not disrespecting our servicemen, servicewomen, of whom I am one uh, in the past, I'm sorry that there has to be that. Uh, when God has it his way, there's going to be no more curse. You watch the uh, evening news. <laughs> Man moves in the neighborhood. Uh, neighbor brings pie, welcomes them. I mean, it's going to be about. Think about all things that happen on the news; those are all bad things. Those are all effects of the curse. Uh, We're going to have drive-by shootings in New Jerusalem eternally. Mm, I don't think so. Racism, certainly not. Hatred of any sort, no. And we'll see that if I get moving, we'll see that. No more curse. But the throne of God and the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants shall serve him. So you got business. you got to attend to God. You're just well, going to hang around in a barco lounger all day in a hammock. And I think there's work to be done. But you've got to remember something. Work came before the fall. He makes Adam and Eve, and he puts them in the garden and says, Okay, till it, grow things. And he's the husband, husbandman, I should say, a grower, a farmer. I love that. I think that's a wonderful thing. Before the curse, imagine farming when there's no weeds. You can work and be very productive and what? Uh, A blight, a sandstorm, uh, none of that, none of that. uh, uh, Sandstorm, what am I thinking? Anyway, none of that. I was kind of thinking of the Oklahoma Dust Bowl, so I kind of went off on a tangent. Mind is a terrible thing. Anyway, no more curse, but we still have work. I think that's a good thing. Work only became hard thing you know in the in the sweat of your brow you're going to make your bread uh, you're going to eat your bread. It only became a hard thing after the curse i like I like work. Everyone at work is saying to me, what are you going to get done like I'm a million and five or something i'm like i I kind of feel like I'm productive. I feel like I can help. I feel like I want to be here, you know, and they're all trying to get rid of me or something. I don't know. And they shall see his face. For the pure in heart shall see God. They shall see his face. What can be said? And his name shall be in their foreheads. Well, I don't know if I like that. I'm going to get like, it's going to say Jesus up here in like Times New Roman, big block letters, and mine will be in Comic Sans, no doubt, or something. I don't know if I want that. Listen, relax. Uh, Nothing God has for us is objectionable. I mean, it's not. Um, you know, during the time when people will take the name of the Antichrist in their forehead and the right hand, we're sealed in our forehead as well. The people are here who are, but it, I don't know if it's something you could see. I, I don't know. I mean, but I'm not like nerved up, about anything God has for us is better than our plan for ourselves. I, you know, here's the whole thing. Here's the whole thing. This is Christianity in a nutshell. His ways are better than our ways. That's the whole thing. Uh, this is what the Bible says we ought to be doing. This is the Bible says that we ought to uh, do with this relationship. This is the Bible says we ought to do with our money. This is what the Bible says we ought to do with our, our work ethic. This is the Bible says we ought to do with our marriage, This is what the Bible. And then I teach it, and then someone comes up to me, well, and they're going to tell me why they're the exception to the rule. Yeah, you're right. You're right. In your way. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You're right. You know better than God. No. You, you're you're totally right. He doesn't know. He just created everything. Even when a marriage is going sideways, people will argue with me that they're, they're right. Even when the relationships are horrible, they'll try to tell me why it's everybody's fault except theirs. Well, this is what the Bible says. Hey, apply this to your life. God who made us, this is the book. This is how you're supposed to do life. And, and people will still try to explain to me why, in their case... God doesn't know what he's talking about, basically. No, God's ways are always the right ways. So every time you read something like there, name shall be, well, I don't know if I like that. You'll love it. Trust me, all right? You just, you will. Um, I don't know. I don't know, right? Is it a tattoo looking like, I don't know, okay? Is it just that his, his me- the memory of him will always be there? Listen, we can, I don't know, right? Let's keep moving. There shall be no night there. And we're living outside of time. Of course, it's not nights. It's not days and nights anymore. You remember the sun and the moon, they're they're gone, right? There shall be no night there. And they need no candle, neither light of the sun, because there is no sun, by the way. For the Lord God giveth them light, and they shall reign forever and ever. Is it dark there? No, no. The glory of God is the light. That's amazing to me. Um, you know in uh, Genesis chapter 1 don't worry we'll finish everyone's getting nervous do you remember in, in Genesis chapter 1 in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth and the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep and the spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters and God said let there be light and there was light that's English and Hebrew it says light be made light. Say, so what do he make it out of? I don't even know what it is now. Look, and the evening and the morning were the third day in verse 13 and 14, and God said, now this is the fourth day, God said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night, and let them be for signs of the seasons and for days and for years, and let them be for lights in the firmament of God to give light upon the earth, and it was so. And God made two great lights, verse 16, the greater light to rule the day, the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also. He made the stars also. (laughs) That breaks me up. You know how many gazillions of stars? And he made the stars also. Look, day four, he makes the heavenly bodies, right? The sun, the moon, to rule the night, to rule the day. Where did light come from if there was no sun? Back in verse 3. I have no idea. I've heard people try to talk about it and stuff like this. I suspect it might be the glory of God, but you're saying he didn't create his own glory. I mean, he's, he's glorious like water's wet. I mean, it's, it, God always was, and he was always glorious, right? That's my thinking. I, I don't know. I don't know, but there's light, and he creates it, and then four days later, he creates the sun. Go and figure. So when the sun's gone away... I mean, think about it. Right outside, we don't have any lights outside. No street lights, no nothing like that. You can put your headlights on for safety, but you can see without them. If you drive home, you can do that. It'd be fine. Why? We have the sun. That's the light source of the earth. Isn't it wonderful? When it's taken away, we'll all be stumbling around the dark. <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. There's no need... There shall be no night there. There shall be no need for candle; neither the light of the sun, for the Lord God giveth them light, and they shall reign for and ever. He saith unto me, These things are faithful and true. I love this because we've seen this twice in chapter twenty-one. I think it was once in twenty, once in twenty-one, and once here. These sayings are faithful and true. This is not pie in the sky by and by. I'm not, I'm not a snake oil salesman, John. saying. These are the true This is absolutely going to come to pass. This is absolutely going to happen. It's a true saying. It's a faithful saying. I wouldn't lie to you. God can't lie. This is the word of God. Well, is there really going to be... Anything you come up with that's an alternate to this is an alternate. This is the reality, real reality. This is actually going to happen. He said to I me, mean, these things are faithful and true. And the Lord God of the holy prophets sent his angel to show unto his servants the things which must shortly be done. That's what the whole book was about as we kind of go full circle. We saw that in chapter 1. Now, you've read letters, if you've ever read a letter Bible, verse 7, Behold, I come quickly. Blessed is he that keepeth the sayings of the prophecy of this book. You remember in chapter 1? Blessed, he blessed, uh, li- uh, blessed is he that reads, blessed is he that hears, and blessed is he that keep the sayings of the prophecy of this book. And we always read it, and we always get the hearing blessing, the reading blessing. But that's gone by at this point. Now there's only left to do. Blessed are they who keep the, the doing of it. The sayings of the prophecy of this book, um, and I, John, saw these things and I heard them. It's overwhelming to him. So when I had heard these, heard and seen, I fell down and worshipped before the feet of the angel, which showed me these things. John, you know better. You know better from last chapter. Where were you sleeping? Come on, you don't worship angels. What do we worship? God and God alone. When I was a kid. Um, that wasn't the truth. I worshipped a lot of things that weren't God. That's um, true. And I know people will argue with me about that. But you're wrong. I mean, I was there. I know what I worshipped. Um, in Roman Catholicism, they say to the saints, dulia, to Mary, the mother of God, "Hyperdulia," and to God, Latriuo, so they go all Latin on us. It means regard saints, super regard Mary, but worship God. I don't see the first two scripturally. But beyond all that, worship God for sure. But the first two, the nuance is lost on the eight-year-old boy growing up in Boston who just, if it's a statue, bow down, genuflect. Aren't you still supposed to genuflect before the Pope and kiss his ring? And I'm thinking like, <laughs> if he's waiting for me to <laughs> bend down and kiss his ring, he'd be waiting a long, long time. Worship God. And to ascribe worth to God, that's that's fine. To man? Angels? Mm-mm-mm. I My knee is reserved for God and God alone. Um, and if you're proposing marriage again, I say God's not jealous. If you take a knee to ask for a lady's hand and you're trying to describe to her why this horrible idea is really a good idea and you want to take a knee, that's perfectly acceptable. I don't think God's going to be jealous about that. And it also works with like children. When you get down to their level, God's not jealous. Or somebody in a wheelchair, somebody in a hospital bed and you take a knee and see so you face to face. That's fine. God's not other than that, you don't bow before anybody or anything. Nothing except God. And I think the bowing is more of a, it's a thing of the heart. So he's, he's bowing an angel. He's overwhelmed. He's like, wow, the angel showed me all these things. And he kneels down. And the angel doesn't like it. He says, see thou do it not. And again, that, that's staccato. Don't do that in the, in the Greek. I'm your fellow servant. And of, the bre- and of thy brethren, the prophets, and of them which keep the sayings of this book. Worship God. Knock it off, John. He probably grabs him by the scruff of the neck, picks him right out. will not you be bowing to me. I'm a servant, a fellow servant. Worship God exclusively. He saith unto me, seal not the sayings of the prophecy of this book, for the time is at hand. You remember Daniel, the end of Daniel, he says, seal up, it's not for this time. Now that we're understanding Daniel more than we ever have before, as a church, I mean, I remember like some of the things that I heard back in the day, and it was kind of like, now it's getting like, it's, it's crystal clear. It's, it's less fuzzy. There were some things, and people said some things, and I'm like, I don't know about that. And now, it, isn't it getting like crystal clear as the day approaches? Because it's not sealed anymore. And here, he's saying, don't seal this up. Because Why? Uh, seal not the prophecy of this book, for the time is at hand. So at hand, he that is unjust, let him be unjust still. He that is filthy, let him be filthy still. He that is righteous, let him be righteous still. He that is holy, let him be holy still. And he's saying, yeah, if you're righteous and holy, <laughs> stay. you're doing good, stay there. But wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. If you're unjust, let him be unjust still. Wait, what? That doesn't sound very scriptural. He that is filthy, let him be filthy still. Listen, after all this, if you're determined you're going to do it without God, Okay. Okay. You're going to wallow in your filth? <sighs> God is a God of free will. You go to hell because you choose to. I, 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 I don't know how to say any any better than that. You're righteous. You're holy. You're holy. Good. Keep doing that. Let him be holy still. Do you want to be like the dog returning to his vomit? Do you want to be like the swine that's washed up and goes back to wallowing in the mire? We're, we're told about that in the book of Peter. Don't, don't be like that. And we sh- sure don't want to be like that. The things that you're doing that God approves them, keep doing those things. Why? Will they make you saved? No, we're going to find out. That's not the case, but... But you want to do the things that God wants, wants you to do. And behold, red letters, I come quickly, my reward is with me to give every man according as his work shall be. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Let's take that apart a little bit. It sounds like, behold, I come quickly and my reward is with me. It sounds like heaven and hell are based on what you're doing and not doing. No. Heaven's a gift. Eternal life is a gift. We know this from only a billion scriptures. So what do we do with that? Uh, I'm, I'm saved. I'm going to heaven. Well, I, I, I work the works of God. I do the things that God wants me to do. Jesus says, if you'll love me, you'll keep my commandments. I love him crazy love him. I, I'm obsessed with God. I'm obsessed with the Lord Jesus Christ. I call him Lord for a reason. I want to do the things Why? so I can earn heaven. No, I'm already going to heaven because it's the right way to live because he loves me because he wants me to do these things and I want to serve him. And I have understood something. To serve me equals misery. To serve him is joy and happiness and fulfillment and then I, I understand what I'm here for. To try to, to seek your own happiness you'll never find it. It's Look, life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. You can pursue happiness all you want. It's guaranteed in the Constitution, in the Declaration, I should say. It's guaranteed, okay? It's one of our fundamental rights. You have life, you have liberty, you have the pursuit of happiness. Pursue happiness. You can pursue just politicians and, and unicorns. Pursue anything you want, but you can pursue happiness. But I'm going to tell you something, you never find it. Pursue God, you'll find. Live a godly life. And the Bible doesn't say if you live a godly life you'll find joy. But I'm just telling you that's the way it is. You'll have live a righteous lifestyle and joy will come. It's just thrown in there. And you'll have righteousness. It's a wonderful thing. So be righteous still. Be holy still. I'm coming quickly. My reward is with me. I'm going to give every man according to his work. Because there are uh, rewards that he gives. Heaven isn't a reward. Heaven's a gift. But does he give crowns? Does he give responsibilities? You know, we know all the stories of, like, the man with the ten talents and the ten mi- five minors and all those stories, all those parables. They they mean something. You know what I mean? They they're 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 there for a reason. He rewards us because of what we do and what we fail to do is lack of reward. And I'm I'm happy to receive everything he has for for me. I don't think I deserve anything. But I think it's a good plan all the same. He gives me a new heart. He gives me a desire to serve him, and then he rewards me for the service I rendered to him. Okay, I'll I'll sign up. Sounds good. But uh, like I say, at the end of the day, you know how it is that because you know uh, crowns on a thing with me and the on it with most Americans. We we a couple hundred years ago, we some guy had a crown and he was telling us what to do, and we said, "You ain't the boss of us." and you know, we we celebrate our rebellion every year, and uh, that's how we are. And I think it's in our DNA now. We <laughs> we don't really like to be told what to do. Boy, I'm still like that. Don't like to be told what to do. Um, take your crown. I don't need it and stuff. And well, God gives us crowns, and we're like, that's not. I don't see nobody wearing a crown today. What, didn't you get the memo and stuff? And he's like, but. He gives us crowns. He gives us these rewards. And then we see in in Revelation 4 and 5, they take their crowns and they cast them at the feet of the lamb. And I think like, ah, wait a second. Do our crowns have to do with our capacity to worship him eternally? Give me crowns. Uh, You know, because I'm all about that now. It's just me making a statement. Look at me. I, I'm crown boy. Anyway, he gives rewards, and that's his prerogative to do. I'm Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Alpha and Omega, first letter of the Greek alphabet, last letter of the Greek alphabet. If you don't get it there, you got it, and I'm the beginning and the end. I'm the first and the last. Now, before you were, I am, and he knows the end from the beginning. So this is the way a fellow ought to live. This is what you ought to do. Uh, it drives me and Sue's crazy that we don't know what's coming down the, coming next. We're talking about our finances. Should, you know, when is the retirement? Should we put our this goal? Goal is goal is always gold. Gold is good. Can't eat Krugerans. Should we just stock up and? And we can't even put any more food in the pantry. I mean, it's just chock block full of them. What do you do? And what happens if they come and they confiscate your wealth and they give you a living wage? And what about this and what about that? And I was talking to some friends, and I have all these ideas in my mind, and I'm just like, oh, I don't know what to do, and I don't know what to do. Oh, relax. God does. How about if I ask him, and he leads me? And then, because cause whatever we do... So friends are saying, you know, they're going to buy a car, and they're going to buy a boat, and they're going to buy, you know, this and this, like solid things to have, and they could always sell them. And I think, well, not if you can't get gasoline. And But so doing something is always making a choice, and not doing something is making a choice too. And what's the right thing to do? Well, listen, if I knew what I'd tell you. I mean, I really would. You think I'm just like, I know all this stuff, and I'm not going to let you know? I don't know. Uncertain times, I don't know. Hey, wait a second. Oh. God does. <laughs> Lord, lead me and guide me like you have my whole life. Have I ever have you ever prayed for wisdom? Insight? And God just left you flapping in the breeze, unedited, unabetted, unaided, I mean. Has that ever happened? Has that ever happened to me? He answers prayer. He tells me. He leads me. He guides me. He's good that way. I see the end from the beginning. You know, you can trust me. Um, We walk by faith, not by sight, Scripture tells us. I don't know the end from the beginning. God says, I do. Walk with man. You're going to fall into a ditch. The blind leading the blind, they both end up in the ditch. God leading the blind, spiritually blind, we'll get there. And besides, he's given us a lot of stuff in the interim. If we just do this, we'll be pretty good. Blessed are they that do his commandments that they may have right to the tree of life. See, Adam, if you do stuff, You get, no, no, no. The people who do his commandments are the people who believe on him. That's all there is to it. He's saying it in a different way. Uh, I just have to do this. I was looking up earlier. Uh, Okay, John chapter, you you won't follow. I'm just going to read them. John chapter 3.15, "...whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God." He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life, and he believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life, and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger. He that believeth on me shall never thirst. This is the will of, of him that sent me. And this, by the way, this says it all. He, this is the will of him that sent me that everyone which seeth the Son and believeth on him may have everlasting life. And I will raise him up on the last day. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me hath everlasting life. You want me to go on? I can do this for a long, long time. Why? Because the million verses in scripture say you believe in Jesus equals life. And everyone in America is under this weird, weird suspicion. Well, if I'm a good person, one, you're not. Two, The Bible never says, if you're a good person, you're going to go to heaven. And if you're a bad person, you're going to go to hell. But everyone believes that, and there's not a shred of it in Scripture. Religion teaches that. Why do you think I'm so anti-religion? If I do this, and I don't do this, God will love me. And the Bible is screaming, I love you already. I already died for you. I already want to adopt you into my forever family based on the fact that I love, not based on the fact that you do. So I came to him with hat in hand saying, please save me. He said, yep. And he added me to his trophy case, to his forever family, to his adopted me. He's awesome. Can we just say that? And then I thought, with this new heart, if any man be in Christ's new creation, old things have passed away, all things have become new with my new heart, with my new me. And I started saying, I, you know, I love this God. I, he's awesome. He's so good. I want to serve him. I want to live for him. And then I kept his commandments. Don't put the cart before the horse. You're not going to keep his commandments to become a Christian. You're going to become a Christian. He'll give you a new heart, and then you'll want to keep his commandments. Okay? So don't ever confuse those things. If you confuse them, you go to church here, you are you have been just sleeping through every teaching I ever taught. Blessed they do his commandments, they may have right to the tree of life. And the people who do his commandments are the people who are saved. That's it. That they may enter through the gates into the city. Remember those gates, gates of pearl, that are never closed. St. Peter there? No, that's a that's a trope. That's a some silly I don't know who came, so we can tell all the jokes about whatever. Uh, There really are gates of pearl, and God's never closed them. And the invitations come. For without our dogs, oh, thank you. Look it up. It has to do with homosexuals. I don't want to go into it. Without our dogs and sorcerers, pharmakia, drug use, right? and whoremongers, just like it sounds, and murderers, and idolaters, and him who loveth and maketh a lie. Well, Adam, I'm, I can tell you, Adam, I'm several of those things. I kind of feel on the outside looking in. Yeah, all of us were. All of us of those things. Every last one of us. And so you say, Lord Jesus, save me. And he says, yeah, I paid the penalty for all those things. So we're, he redeems us, he saves us, because he died on the cross. The wages of sin is death. And he gives us his life. Wait a second, let me get it straight. He takes our sin and gives us life? Yeah. Does the Bible say that? Mm, from Genesis to Revelation, and several thousand times, in several different ways, and stories and parable, and whole books are given to that subject. The whole thing is about, the whole book is about Jesus dying for us, taking our sin, and giving us life. The whole Bible is about that. Yes. And, with, and, and he will give us, don't try to earn it because you never will. And we were all those things. And either he paid for them on the cross, or you'll pay for them eternally. I got a problem with that. How can like so? I lied, and I'm going to burn eternally in hell. That doesn't make sense. Well, if the only thing you ever did was lie once, (laughs) but that's not the issue. An immortal, a forever being, sinned against a forever God, and the payment is forever. That's that's the rules. But so is eternal life and eternal damnation, of the same word, eternal. You burn up? No. There's this wonderful city, but outside, there is an outside. There's unsavory people with unsavory activities, sinners, like you and like me. And God saved us. He's a good God. I, Jesus, have sent mine angel to testify to you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David. <laughs> wow. And the bright morning star. I, I, I don't know if you read things like that and you say, wow, I'm the root of David. I'm his great, 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 great. You, you can read that in the Gospel of Luke. You know, it says, you know, uh, Jesus who was born of uh, um, Joseph, who was born of Jacob. Well, he wasn't born of Joseph. And it says that, you know, of Heli, who, of Joseph who was Thought to be is, and it goes on, and it goes all the way back to, you know, Abraham, and it goes back to Noah, and it goes back to the, you know, patriarchs before the flood, all the way back to Adam, who is the son of God. And in that lineage, you'll find David, right? King David. So Jesus is here in the lineage, because it's talking about his birth, and you have David here, and then you have Jesus over here again. He's the root and the offspring of David. I'm my own great 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 grandfather it's crazy it's, but he's God he he started the whole thing and then in the course of time he entered into mankind incredible i am the root and the offspring of david i'm the bright and morning star what's left and the spirit and the bride say come with all this all these terrible things that have hap- happening blood turning to water right Meteors falling out of heaven into the ocean. Uh, seas turning to blood. All the people in it dying. The sun turning black. The, all the earthquakes. All that, all the, the, the Armageddon, all that. Hey, you know what? Come on. Hop aboard before the train pulls out of the station. When's that going to happen? Soon. Miss the whole thing. You're not going to want to be here. Well, I got my uh, brown rice and I got my water purification tablets, and you're not going to outflank God during the tribulation when He's pouring out His wrath on a Christ-rejecting world. Some will. Uh, there will be a, a sheep and goats' judgment. Or you can just bypass the whole thing and get saved. Before. Uh, chapter 4 verse 1 is that going to happen sometime soon probably sooner than any of us would. don't, don't buy green bananas will you okay uh, if you don't know why that's funny you should see me afterwards <laughs> and the spirit and the bride say come Who's the Spirit? The Holy Spirit of God. Who's the bride? You. You and me. The church of Jesus Christ, the bride of Christ. Let the Spirit and the bride say, Come. Let him that heareth say, Come. And let him that is a thirst come. And whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. The word freely means freely. How much does it cost? Nothing. Wouldn't you suspect that? I mean, God wants poor people to come to heaven too, right? But beyond freely uh beyond without cost it means undeservedly. You can't deserve heaven. You do deserve hell, like me, like all of us. Whosoever will. It's a will thing. Find yourself in hell. Boy, you ran through a lot of stop signs. Oh, you tried to earn it. You went the religious route. I'm trying to tell you, that won't work. That dog won't hunt. But whoever will, let him take the water of life freely. No cost. If you want it, here it is. For I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecies of this book. If any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. If any man shall take away from the words of this book, of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of the whole city and from the things that are written in this book. You want me to give you an example of two? Sadducees and Pharisees. Pharisees, they added a lot. God said, don't work on the Sabbath. They said, okay, what is work? And they had it in like 18, 19 different categories. And each one of these categories had 18, 19 different subcategories. I can't think it was 18 or not. I can't remember. Anyway, God said, don't work. And so, well, can I, well, how, what is work? Can I, and so they had all these rules. I have told you before. You can't take a bath on the Sabbath because if you splash water on the floor, it'll be washing the floor. It'll be work. You can't do it. Today, in elevators, right now, today, in elevators in like the King, uh, the King David Hotel in Jerusalem. Like on the Sat, they have Sabbath elevators stop every other floor. You can't push a button. That would be work. But they have the Gentile one. You can jump in the Gentile one. You can say to them, hey, you, I need uh, third floor. Can you push the button for me? you saying, not really. Hey, There's places in Jerusalem. You don't want to be caught driving a car on the Sabbath. You're making fire, and they will throw rocks at your car. I'm just telling you. And there, there was those Pharisees that just, you know, a woman couldn't look on in, in the, in the Sabbath, in a mirror on the Sabbath. She saw white or gray hair, she'd be tempted to pluck it, and that would be harvesting. Do you think when God says Thou- don't work on the Sabbath, do you think he's talking about women looking at mirrors or taking a bath on the Sabbath or pushing a hotel button? Do you really think that? Adding, 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 adding. And I can give you, I can talk, I can make 10, 20 sermons on additions to the Word of God as given to us by the Pharisees. And Jesus and the Pharisees always knocking heads. And then, of course, we had the Sadducees. The Sadducees only thought the first five books of the Bible were, were biblical. You know, the as we call it, the Pentateuch, uh, G- Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. They didn't believe in the resurrection. That's why they were sad, you see. But they didn't believe a lot of Scripture. They didn't they, they, a lot of this was just uh, no. That's not Bible. That's not Bible. That's not, So they're subtractors. Pharisees are adders. Which one do you want to be? I just want to take. Look, there's a lot. There's a lot of pages there. There's a lot of truth here. There's a lot of promises here. Claim the promises. Follow the commandments. Believe the truth. You'll be. You'll have your hands full. You don't have to add stuff. And we still have.